On this week's Jeep Talk Show, Max Magazine has declared Jeep is the coolest thing ever. And there isn't much that you can't do in a Jeep, but we'll find out one thing you definitely shouldn't do. And I interviewed Chris from Jeep's Knees about the one and only DLA. We've got a review to share. We play your voicemails and answer tech questions from our listeners. And just in time for Christmas, Amazon You Bought What is back. I get taken to task by one of our listeners about the Pentastar engine. We'll go in-depth about OBD2 systems and how to get those codes without a code reader. And Tony talks about drum brake adjuster cables on the TJs. All coming up on episode 206 of the Jeep Talk Show. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And brace Oh, I'm strapped, baby. First week in G. Well, the one and only Maxim Magazine this week has something to say about Jeeps. I just wish they had something to say about the Jeep talk show. Maxim is the largest young men's lifestyle brand in America, reaching nearly 9 million readers each month. Nine times. <laughs> Maxim Digital reaches more than 4 million unique viewers each month, and Maxim Magazine publishes 16 editions sold in 75 countries worldwide. Needless to say, they're kind of a big deal. And this week, they declared that the rugged Jeep Wrangler is one of the greatest creations ever made. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Calling them peerless beasts that perform heroics on Nevada's torturous Rubicon Trail in the boulders of Moab, Utah. The magazine admits there's a deeper truth to the iconic brand's vehicles that they're plain and simply fun. And this podcast couldn't agree more. Nice, Finally. simple, short, and sweet. And thank <laughs> you, Maxim Magazine, for paying a little homage to the one and only Jeep. Well, Road and, Track released, a, Road and Track released an article this week titled, Is There Anything You Can't Do in a Jeep? Well, in Bar Harbor, Maine, two men have been arrested for doing something you shouldn't <laughs> do in a Jeep. Don't worry, for all you fans of the Tony and Josh show, this story is rated PG. Back on December 7th, Bar Harbor police received information which led them to believe that individuals were attempting to acquire materials commonly used to manufacture meth. As a part of this investigation, officers located a Jeep Liberty in Bar Harbor, which they believed was operated and occupied by the men who were attempting to acquire the materials to make the drug. Bar Harbor officers found a 25-year-old Zachary Rand hiding in the backseat of the vehicle, not too well apparently, and detained was, and he was also detained. Also detained was a 23-year-old Jason Schaefer, who was located nearby hiding in a bush. Both Rand and Schaefer were taken into custody by Harbor, Bar Harbor police. The officers found evidence of methamphetamine manufacturing operation taking place inside the Jeep. They, of course, started making phone calls. They called the main drug enforcement agency, and of course, Hazmat as well. Someone yelled out they should call the Ghostbusters, and they were promptly tased. DEA agents secured the vehicle, and it had been towed to Banger, where it was searched by the DEA meth lab team, and then Hazmat went through doing their thing. Found inside was evidence consistent with the manufacture of methamphetamines, so to answer the question of road and track, no. There's apparently nothing you can't do in a Jeep, just things you probably shouldn't. A big thanks to all of you guys who continue to help out each and every week by submitting stories for This Week in Jeep. If you guys have a story you think we should be talking about or a response to any one of our stories, please send us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Well, that's a, that's a heck of a deal. Uh, and, you know, there had to have been a JK because there's even less room in a TJ. No, it was actually a, a Liberty. It was a, a KK. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. You did say a Liberty because I was thinking, hey, at least that makes sense. 
<laughs> yeah, second uh, second generation Liberty, I believe, is uh, is how that goes as far as the letters go. But yeah, uh, I saw a picture online of uh, guys in in like hazmat suits uh, going through <laughs> evidence with pens and stuff, uh, nice. trying to trying to fish things out. It, yeah, just man, I mean, really, you could have picked any other vehicle. Why a Jeep? Uh, well, at least it was uh, at least it was a Liberty. Uh, that's all I can say. It should have been the original one, though. That would have made it perfect. Actually, the new the new Cherokee would have made it perfect. Ah, there we go. Now the hazmat suits is what gets me. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but uh, uh, I don't think I ever did. But somebody uh, invariably would break uh, a thermometer or something, and would have mercury running around the floor, and, and fifty kids. Be scooping that mercury up and taking it over here. Look, it's over all here, jiggly. Oh yeah, we played with that all the time in school. <laughs> and there's oh. there's liberals everywhere going, oh my god! Could you imagine nowadays the response oh that that would get? You walk in and and some oh. kid in fourth grade's playing around with with some you know mercury. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Just shoot, him, shut the just shoot him in the head. He's dead anyway. Fired. <laughs> shut the school down. Yeah. All hazmat. Parents get locked up. Kid goes into, into custody of the state. Parents, yeah, grandparents, and people that live next door to the parents are all put in jail. <laughs> now, but I mean, meth is, is kind of a big deal. I, when I lived up in Vancouver, Washington, I lived in a neighborhood where uh, one night there was a large explosion. And uh, come to find out the next morning uh, by all the men in the enclosed white suits, uh, that uh, it was a meth lab that had exploded, and uh, and it had to be basically taken down to the foundations. Uh, the, the house was so infected and and con- uh, not contagious, in, but uh, in, 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 it was just it, it, encrusted. Basically, yeah, <laughs> it was it was a toxic mess uh, and, and a danger to the neighborhood. So they had to take it down. The only thing that could have saved that house would have been a a, a, a tree dwelling spotty owl. They had put an endangered <laughs> owl in the house. But you gotta protect the wildlife. <laughs> right. The house is glowing, ma'am. We can't. <laughs> but the owls. But uh, the owls. Think of the owls. Anyway. Hey Josh, do you have a yeah. um, a link for that first story? Uh, I'm yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and then send that over okay. to you. Okay. Because I wanna that's gonna be my blog next week. Oh gee. A little cross pollination there. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show. At my mom's house. Coming up later on Wrangler Talk, a Jeep talk show scoop, a sneak peek, and an exclusive interview with a company who designed a new device for the off-roading community. You will hear it here first on the Jeep talk show. Cool beans. <laughs> Tammy asked me earlier in chat today, uh, where, where are the beans? Because I like I saying beans out. that are cool. I was wondering where that comment came from. A little yeah, inside like, baseball <laughs> here, folks. But uh, yeah, I was totally confused by that. A lot of people say cool yeah. beans. I like to say beans that are cool. I didn't get that. This throws people off. They make some, makes them think, you know, makes the brain engage a bit. Hey, speaking of engaging the brain, you should engage your brain and ears and uh, your smile and everything else over at the 4x4 Radio Network. Uh, the Jeep Talk Show, the 4x4 Podcast, Center Steer, which is Land Rover stuff, and Muddy Microphone, ATVs, have joined forces to, and created a network, much like uh, Voltron and Ultron mixed together. We'll be adding more shows than the lineup soon. You can visit the 4x4radionetwork.com and listen to all these great podcasts simply by pressing the play button. It couldn't be easier. There's no better place to get all your 4x4 information. That's 4x4 Radio Network, www.4x4 radionetwork.com and you know what folks we love hearing from all of you so be sure to call our voicemail 
at 530-675-4102. Or you can jump over to our website, jeeptalkshow.com, and leave us a message. Just click the send questions, comment button, and we'll share your voicemail just like we are tonight. We have a bunch of them tonight. Yeah, so we do. sit back and listen. Everybody was uh, taking a break last week. We didn't have any last week, but uh, we've got a few tonight. So here we go. Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do. So at the beep, leave your message. Hey, guys. Just got out of a brand new Cherokee. I'm really glad that I keep a spare handcuff key in my back pocket. Keep up the good work. Bye. I'm I'm not sure what that means, but okay. Uh, maybe they was making meth in that uh, new Cherokee. <laughs> Got arrested. Uh, so that was from uh, uh, Juliet uh, in uh, Juliet, Illinois, Illinois, and Illinois. Uh, I think it was. Uh, uh, I think there was Johnny Jul- Juliet, but there was no uh, no name given. So uh, we'll attribute it to him anyway. And uh, here's a call from Tim. Hey, Tony, Josh, and Jeep Mama. This is Tim. I'm from Torrance, California, and I've been bitten by the Jeep bug. Uh-oh. Uh, I don't even <laughs> own one yet, but I'm in the market to sell my F-250 and walk into a uh, Jeep that I saw online. And um, I'm actually going to be joining a Jeep club this Friday, or at least attending one of their meetings to see if they'll have me. Wow. And I'm hoping maybe they can be a good resource on um, buying a Jeep uh, since I haven't bought one yet. And um, anyway, I I really enjoy the show. You guys do a great job. And I have one suggestion. For the end of the fireside chat, you guys need to extinguish the fire the way all boys extinguish fires at the end of the night, <laughs> you pee on it. So that's my You don't want to see me doing that. Maybe you could have a sound effect uh, that it's like a hissing, uh, you know, fire we can, going We can out. work on that. Anyway, that's an excellent idea. I uh, hope to see you include my suggestion, uh, but I will continue listening to you guys. Keep up the good work. And, and when it's Tammy's turn, we'll say, good Lord, this is like sitting on the, the front row at, at a Gallagher uh, concert. <laughs> Tim, let me just say this, buddy. Um, I've got the biggest S-eating grin on my face right now because <laughs> all these ideas are rolling through my head for production <laughs> ideas. Uh, that is a great idea. Thank you for that. And uh, I, I think you can probably bet that we're going to we're probably going to do a spin on that of some kind or another. Hey, real quick, Tim, uh, uh, joining up with the club is an awesome idea. It's not for everybody, but I do recommend it for everybody because it is a great source of information, especially local information, local help, especially uh, and it's also a good source uh, to get together with some people and get some wheeling trips in. Uh, it's good for spare parts occasionally even, uh, but guidance and, uh, and advice and, and, of course, some, uh, some help when you need to turn a wrench uh, is, is very, very, a very great idea. And, of course, um, uh, always comes with, uh, with membership to a club. Um, I, I, I'm not going to say, you know, which club because uh, pretty much every state has got dozens of them. Um, just, uh, you know, hope that you've uh, you joined one that's uh, that's a good one. There are some bad ones that are out there. Just some some guys like to cause trouble and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, California, s- California Jeep, man, you're going to be uh, you're going to be in luck, man, because you're going to get a rust free Jeep. And that is going to be an awesome platform to build off of. So, uh, Tim, congratulations for getting bit by the bug and good luck with your build. And thanks for calling in. And I just want to say quickly, um, when looking for a club, I would shop around. 
because I've been to several of them and not everyone fits your personality and your needs. And I'll mention this. Uh, I've never joined a club and I don't like the idea of clubs because invariably there's going to be problems. It's and gonna, drama. And a lot of drama and it's going to break up. Uh, I highly recommend uh, finding a couple of three people. Well, Josh, you know about the drama. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, that, that was with. We had a call come in because of the drama. Yeah. <laughs> but that was that was with a, a very specific kind of Jeep club that kind of has a bit of a reputation chapter to chapter. Now, I also have a Jeep club that is one of the oldest sanctioned Jeep clubs in the nation, the Jolly Jeepers here in Oregon. And they've been uh, established since around 1961, I believe. Uh, so, and, and to be around that long and to have a, a stellar reputation, oh, it something can, to be said. It can be done, but you have to have a oh, very yeah. strong core group of people that lay the law down. They're fair, but they lay the law down and you just don't find too many really good leaders in the world. And that's why I say, <laughs> I don't do the club. Uh, I don't do the club thing. It's just, it ain't going to work out because it's uh, somebody's going to get pissed off. There's going to be a lot of drama and I'm, I just like enjoying the wheeling stuff, but to each their own, I'm just warning you. Just like what Tammy says, shop around, find you a good one, find the right fit. All right, let's get over to Super Croc. Hey guys, it's a Super Croc. I finally got chat to work and I'll <laughs> let everyone in hey. on the secret. So hopefully it <laughs> helps someone. What I did was I went to xjtalkshow.com instead of jeeptalkshow.com. Now, why it would work with one and not the other, I have no clue. And now, everyone, remember, check out Zello. It's XJTalk is the channel name. Well, that's the, actually the channel that he's in, but we also have a Jeep Talk Show channel that you can check out on Zello uh, as well. And uh, I, uh, I encourage everybody to use that one uh, because it helps get the, the Jeep Talk Show name out there in front of people instead of the uh, uh, XJTalk. So, but yeah, that's great. And, uh, so, uh, glad you're uh, back in the chat. And like I said, uh, great announcement there from super croc that affected 0.0003% of the people that used chat. <laughs> so here, let's get to another, uh, Tim email. I'm sorry, voicemail. Hey, cheapers. It's Tim from Torrance. I have a, I know it's a little early to have Halloween on my mind, but, uh, early late, I have a good idea for <laughs> Josh, uh, Josh's Halloween costume. He should be a, as it were, wolf. That guy says that <laughs> word, as it were, at least three times every episode. And I've turned it into a drinking game. Oh, so, uh, yes. Josh, I think you need to be a, as it were, wolf. All right. As you were. Catch you later. You know, that's pretty funny. You could actually be a werewolf from back in history, as it were. Wolf. <laughs> I like that idea. Dress up as presidents. You know what? I actually, I, I have many costumes and I actually have a werewolf costume. So yeah. And <laughs> how, how many of them are for Halloween? Well, <laughs> and the next voicemail. And here's our, uh, our, our final and uh, final super croc. Greetings and lamifications. This is a super croc. Hey, what you do on your time? So I got a quick question for you. So have you guys ever had problems with non-OEM sensors? Yes. Right now, my XJ is not starting, and 
It has the same signs and symptoms indicative of a crankshaft position sensor being out. The sensor I got wasn't OEM, it was the Napa Select Gold sensor. However, I've changed it twice and it's going back to seemingly the same problem. So I'm wondering if that is just I have to cough up the 150 bucks for the OEM one or if you found a not cheaper non-OEM one that works as good. I would personally would not go with anything other than a OEM, especially in the crank sensor. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to uh, agree with Tony on that one. When it comes to sensors, it's one of those things that it's you can get something that will work. And yes, you can get something that will be cheaper. And yes, it may last, you know, however long. I have found, however, uh, that more times than not, uh, a, a part store brand uh, sensor or, or, an, or an off-brand sensor is not going to perform or be as reliable uh, as much as a as an OEM sensor. Yes, the OEM stuff from the dealership is going to be a lot more expensive. Uh, but again, you're going to get what you pay for. You know that it's going to be compatible. You know that it's going to work the way that it should. How much and is, you can uh, rest assured that it's probably going to last a while. Too. How much is your time worth uh, installing that uh, wrecker? Uh, you know, getting your buddy to come drag your ass home because it stopped working. You know, I have a, a really weird situation. I put in a, uh, a third-party um, crank position sensor in my 98 uh, Jeep Cherokee. And uh, I'm also an amateur radio operator. I have a HF uh, mobile radio that puts out 100 watts uh, RF. And uh, I think it was on 20 meters, I could actually stop the, the engine when I, hit, <laughs> when I hit transmit. Good Lord. Uh, yeah, it's it, not it, supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah, it would stutter enough so that the, the power steering oh. would actually get hard because it was the engine was cutting out and it was due to the RF getting into the circuit with the crank position sensor. And whenever I took out that uh, third party crank position sensor and put in a Chrysler Jeep Chrysler, it, right. the, the symptoms went away. I still have some RFI issues, but it wasn't stopping the engine anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> you need, I, I, I even put a, an RF choke on it. You're familiar with the RF chokes. I am. Yeah. yeah. I even put an wow. RF choke on the lead to try to stop it and it was still messing up. So uh, I, I recommend that you go with OEM uh, each and every time and anything having to do with any of the sensors uh, on the throttle body, uh, on the engine, any of those things, if you yeah. want good, reliable operation. And Tammy, yeah, this is this is good for you because well, I was just if you let your Jeep this. get older than two years, you might need to know about the sensors eventually. Now, is this is are the sensors like a computer type thing or are they like oh. little circuits that you would put in no, the sensors, uh, the sensors are, are what control all the operating parameters of the engine. You're going to have things like coolant temperature sensors. You're going to have oil pressure sensors. You're going to have O2 sensors. You know, there's, there's a myriad of sensors in, in, in every vehicle um, that, that reads information and, and controls how the engine runs. Well, Josh, uh, let me just correct something real quick. She asked about the computer stuff. It, it is, the computer is what uses the sensors. Right. I was going to say that they're all tied into the computer. And we're actually going to go into, uh, into this kind of thing a little bit more in depth a little bit later in the show. Yep. So if your sensors uh, aren't um, 
acting properly, sending you the right information to the computer, the computer will have a hard time reacting and, and making various changes in the operation and proper running of the engine. So yeah, the sensors are very critical. Otherwise, the, the computer doesn't know exactly what's going on. So hey, real real quick, Supercroc, Anton, uh, chances are it's not your CPS that the problem is the problem. Uh, it sounds like you might have something else. Could have tripped the automatic shutdown relay. Um, you or, know, or it could be it bad. Could be any number of things. I would start doing some troubleshooting, looking for uh, lack of spark and or lack of fuel, and just start working through the system. I remember luck, you uh, actually helped a uh, a past uh, interviewee uh, who had that problem with the ASD relay relay that went bad, and you had them swap it, and uh, they were back on the road. So yep, got them uh, off the side of the road and uh, and at least back to where they needed to go. Uh, they were they were without some other functions of the Jeep, but at least it was running and able to get them off the side of the freeway. So that was the important part. Yeah, I need to get another relay. I need to get one of those uh, one spare. I throw it in the glove compartment so in case that Good happens. Good thing to have. Yeah, so, especially with our our old Jeeps that we drive, Josh. Yeah, yeah, so old now. These uh, these uh, I guess mid model Cherokees now. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Well, hey guys, I want to take a moment to plug our YouTube channel. Uh, some of you are probably watching us live right now as we broadcast this. We stream this, uh, upload it to the interwebs through YouTube every Thursday, 10 p.m. Central. We encourage you guys to subscribe to that channel. We definitely love those subscriptions, and it helps us out. Uh, make sure that uh, we're able to provide this kind of content to you week after week, and of course have a, uh, a spot to do that. Uh, we encourage you guys, however, to watch the show live uh, over on our site at jeeptalkshow.com where you guys can interact with us uh, through the chat room that we have set up there. Now, that being said, that doesn't mean you can't go back and check out some of our old videos and even comment on some of those. So if you are watching one of our older videos and uh, you, feel, uh, the, uh, you feel so inclined to leave a comment, please do so, and we might even actually read it on the air. Yeah, love those uh, reviews wherever we can get them. Hey, real quick, that link to find us directly, youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? What are you talking about, man? Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of my face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at jeeptalkshow.com. <laughs> when that guy says I'm flexing on stumps, I, I get this, and this is a bit disturbing. Uh, all children should leave the room. I get this mental I- image of uh, Putin chopping down a tree Uh-oh. and then flexing on the stump. You know, Putin? Putin would be because of those, some of those pictures that came out, especially with the flying, uh, the weasel flying oh, on the yeah. back of the 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 woodpecker. <laughs> Would, <sighs> Putin should be making Old Spice commercials. I'm just saying. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good you one. You know, as as I listen to that, I notice there aren't any female voices in there. There so is. There I was. Did I miss one it? One of the first or second ones, actually. Okay. I was just going to say, we need some females calling in and letting us know where they listen to the Jeep Talk Show. You know, that's a great promo, Josh. And uh, we'd like to have some uh, uh, folks tell us where they listen to the, the Jeep Talk Show. Uh, and if you can get flushing noises, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely, guys. If you have an idea, something funny or not, it doesn't really matter. Just call us and let us know where you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at. Yep, yep. And you can call us at, uh, what is it, 530 
4102. Ah, 675-4102. Or was it a clever trick for us to say it three times? Anyway. Okay, now something that I look forward to, you look forward to, we all look forward to each and every week, and that's hearing from the mind of Nikki G. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, I found done it again. There's no speak sight feature <laughs> on uh, Safari when I use my phone. <laughs> Apple. And yes, I will be the first in line when the iPhone 7 comes out. Those, you talked about uh, sweet potato pie. I live here in the southeast where a uh, main staple of our diet is sweet potato pie. And I actually have uh, eaten the bean pie, which is the consistency of sweet potato or pumpkin pie. But uh, you're forgetting two things. There's no such thing as bad pie, and the pie is just a vehicle to carry the whipped cream. Yeah, this is true. Definitely. So, moving on. Uh, Josh, hate to keep always picking on you, and I'm not. I you know, <laughs> love you like a brother. But come on, asking for socks for Christmas ain't a little higher. It's, it's almost like haggling for a used car. You start high, and then you work way down the socks. Now, yes, the socks are Christmas, and there's nowhere to go down other than uh, lesser quality socks. All right, guys. I'll uh, chat later. Have a good one. Bye. I missed it. What was the other pie that he was he was saying? Uh, beet pie. Beet. I think okay. I did oh, that. I thought he said bean pie. Oh, it could have been bean pie. I don't know, but I I, I do know that either. I've got a I've got a uh, a recipe for some brownies that uses beets, beets and sauerkraut actually, oh, and it tastes yeah. like a German chocolate cake. God, yeah, very odd. But oh, my, my lord, God. is it delicious! I hate beets. Yeah, and sauerkraut is the only thing in this world that'll make me gag. So to have either <laughs> of those in my kitchen at any given time ever is 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 a rarity unto itself. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, sauerkraut and beets in brownies. And if you do it right, it tastes like German chocolate. Cake. I'm going to have to look that up and uh, see what my wife thinks about that. Cause I could see her gagging, just stirring it, but she's, <laughs> but we'd still try it. <laughs> my I'm, throat is sweating. Just thinking about sauerkraut. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like sauerkraut. It, it's really good on, uh, on hot dogs. Uh, yeah. I, I'd have a tendency to put too much on a hot dog. Cause it's just like, you know, oh. Uh, but that's about the only place. Ah, so anyway, thank you, Nikki G, for your call. This has been From the Mind of Nikki G. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Ooh, reviews. I love them, reviews. So uh, let's get over to some reviews. What, what you got, Tammy? Um, well, this one is from Facebook chat, Oh, which is from YouTube. Sorry, yeah, that was uh, uh, okay. it's actually from YouTube, not Facebook yeah, chat. Confused. That was uh, my sorry. fault there in the show notes. No, no, no. This one's from YouTube. It's Jeep Army USA writes, love the channel, guys. Keep it up. And he signed it Z or she signed it Z. I wonder if that's a crooked smile. Oh, yeah, it could be. I don't yeah. know. In any case, <laughs> we definitely uh, appreciate any of our servicemen and women uh, subscribing, listening to the show. We appreciate having you guys on board. 
We love to have your reviews, and uh, you know we take them anywhere. Uh, as we got this one from uh, YouTube, you can uh, go to iTunes, you can go to Twitter uh, at uh, Jeep Talk Show, you can go to Facebook at uh, Jeep Talk Show. Just do a search for Jeep Talk Show, and uh, of course the the iTunes reviews I think help us help the show out the most because uh, you know iTunes and uh, their uh, little podcast player. Uh, that uh, that they have seems to be one of the predominant uh, ways of getting noticed in the uh, uh, the podcasting world. I'm delaying a little bit here because I'm actually trying to look up the iTunes reviews because I thought we had some new ones. We probably don't, but uh, uh, we well, I was also going to say you can um, you know if you're on Google Plus on my site or Tony's site or you're on my Facebook page, you know, just share what you think about the Jeep Talk Show and we'll throw them those up as well. It's fun to see. Yeah, it is. It makes you feel good. Yep. And if you guys are uh, tweeting or retweeting something about a Jeep or a Jeep story, make sure you throw in the hashtag Jeep Talk Show. Definitely. Internet's working against me. Won't even come up. I can't even see any of the past reviews. (laughs) So we'll just save that for another show. (laughs) Well, let's take a moment here to talk about the uh, XJ Talk Show. Uh, I'm sorry, the XJTalk.com website, which uh, actually actually the XJ Talk Show came from and then uh, later changed the name to the Jeep Talk Show. This moment in history brought to you by. Now, uh, anyway, uh, so uh, the xjtalk.com is a uh, little website that we started about five years ago. And, uh, it, it, you know, you'd say, why another Jeep site? I mean, there was plenty of Cherokee sites even at that time. Uh, it, there was just so much bashing of individuals whenever they had asked the same old question. You know, uh, uh, should I go with a, a body lift or a suspension lift on a Cherokee? Well, <laughs> the Cherokee doesn't have a frame, so you can't do a body lift. And it was just horrible seeing the, the people getting berated for asking these questions, these basic questions. So, uh, you know, I thought to myself, well, this is silly. We all started uh, from the same spot knowing nothing, and we had to learn. And uh, why should you have to get beat up while you're asking questions? Well, that's what xjtalk.com is, or I'm sorry, xj, uh, uh, xjtalk, yeah, xjtalk.com is all about. Go over there, ask your question, and uh, you won't get beat up about it. No, and in fact, the site is full of lots of great, friendly people who have a vast array of technical backgrounds and expertise. And if you've got a technical problem, you're stuck on something on your build, head over to xjtalk.com, post up your question, and hey guys, it's also free to join the site. And uh, I guarantee you, somebody will chime in. And, and help you out, and they're going to know what they're talking about, and they're going to give you the information in a nice, friendly way. Well, there's no guarantee they would know about what they're talking about. But wow. it sounds like they do when you read it, and it <laughs> sounds like they do in, the, in your head when you're reading it. <laughs> you got tech questions? Ah, oh, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good, because I just... I, it's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! Well, hey guys, uh, one of the questions that we hear a lot and what uh, I, I've heard so many times that people don't know what to do. My check engine light is on. Now what? Well, first thing to do if you're driving is pull over and look for obvious signs of mechanical failure. Look for at fire. Very, yeah, at the very <laughs> least, at the very least, look behind you. There might be a giant cloud or parts <laughs> flying down the freeway. I'm sorry. Uh, but at the very least, check your fluids. Uh, oftentimes or not, it could be just something as simple as low fluid uh, popping up and, uh, and throwing a code. Now, barring nothing else pops up, you'll want to get it to a mechanic right away, as sometimes it can be a sign of something far more serious. Sometimes it's not. If diagnosing issues with your Jeep and troubleshooting problems is within your scope of abilities, then perhaps you can benefit from knowing how to retrieve the codes the computer registers when that pesky little light on your dash comes on. 
Now, pretty much every vehicle after 1996 had an OBD2 system installed into it. Now, OBD2 stands for Onboard Diagnostics, and it's the second iteration of that system. With newer cars requiring stricter uh, regulations, a multitude of sensors, and the ability to monitor them and make changes to the vehicle's various systems required a computer. And that's when OBD2 was born. For our Jeeps, it's pretty much the same no matter what you drive. The procedure is easy to get your codes. If you need, all you need is your keys, a writing utensil, and something to write on. That's it. Pre-97 Jeeps can be, uh, have their codes pulled by putting the key in the ignition and turning the key to run. Not start, run. Just the notch right before the Jeep would actually turn over. That's the run position. So turn the key to run, then off, then run, then off, then run again. <laughs> Leave the key in that position. The check engine light will turn on for a few seconds, and then it'll turn off. Sometimes after about 20 or 30 seconds, it'll start flashing. The flashes are counting out two-digit trouble codes. Fast flashes count up each digit, with a longer pause between digits. Number 55 indicates the end of all codes, and it has completed the diagnostic check. And once you've got your code list, consult the list that you can find on xjtalk.com or through a Google search to find out what they mean. For all of you who have a 97 or newer Jeep, well, you can pretty much do the exact same procedure, off and then on again three times in quick succession. But in addition to the check engine light flashing, the digital odometer will oftentimes display the two-digit codes as well. Sometimes, like on the WJs, the odometer will even say done when the, check, when the check is complete. So, there you go, guys. Even if you don't own a single tool, all you need is your key and a pencil. And you'll be armed with more information the next time you have to take your Jeep to the shop or pull into the garage for a little repair. Cool beans. Huh. Beans are cool. <laughs> beans that are cool. Hey, well, if you guys have an great. idea for a uh, topic or a question, if you guys have a question that you would like to submit uh, for Tech Talk, we definitely want to hear from you. You can do that any number of ways by sending us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com or giving us a call on our 24-7 voicemail line, 530-675-4102. Of course, the speak pipe feature is always preferred over that. produces a very nice, clean audio recording. Yep, yep. Makes it sound good for the folks back at home or driving down their Jeep down the road. Well, there's something else that uh, that popped up here in the last week or so. Somebody actually took us to task. Well, took me to task specifically Thank after you. a reply that I had last week. Now, there was a comment that I made about the 3.6 liter Jeep engines, and uh, this is from Abe. Now, he's been a longtime fan of the show and a longtime member at XJTalk.com. He took me to task this week on a comment I made on our last show. He writes, I just wanted to add something to a comment that Josh made in the last episode. He said of the 3.6 liter engine in the Wrangler that it was, in his opinion, that was one of the, quote, most anemic engines that Jeep ever made. And that, were, that was my exact words. I have to disagree with him on this. The 3.6 liter actually seems to be one of the more powerful engines that Jeep has ever put in a Wrangler. The 3.6 liter puts out 285 horsepower and 265 foot-pounds of torque as compared to the venerable 4 liter in our XJs which puts out 190 horsepower and 225 foot-pounds of torque. I know the 3.8 the 3 liter has been the butt of many jokes over the years, but I've only had heard good things about the power up output of the 3.6 liter when talking to my friends with the later model JKs. I thought I'd share my two cents on the matter. Thanks. Signed, Abe. Thank you, Abe, very much for, uh, for sending that in. Uh, the 3.6 and 3.8 liter are, are very similar engines. They're both in the Pentastar family. I very likely might have had them mixed up, but the fact remains there is a lot of JK owners all over the web out there that have complained about the longevity and the lack of power in the stock drivetrain. 
In every Jeep show that I've ever been to over the years, just about every single JK has either had a motor swap or has something done to it performance-wise. In any case, Abe, I didn't mean to pick on you directly or any of the other Pentastar uh, engine owners out there. And I'd be happy to sit around the campfire with any of you guys and BS about Jeeps and engines until the sun comes up. Thanks for chiming in, Abe. Very much appreciate the involvement. If any of you guys out there would like to get involved with the discussion as well, we encourage you to do so. Just send us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Now, I thought I would just jump in here for a second. I, uh, yeah. uh, when, I, when Abe sent in that email to us at info at uh, jeeptalkshow.com, uh, uh, calling this out, uh, this uh, information uh, to us, I, uh, I went and checked a, a source. And uh, this, this source of mine also has a source inside of uh, Jeep Chrysler. Uh, at one of the dealerships, not not the not the the, oh, not the factory, not the factory, the, but at a dealership. So they see a lot of uh, these things come and go, and yeah, uh, I was told that the uh, three point eight is uh, a piece of crap. <laughs> it it is really a piece is. of crap, uh, and uh, it's a it's the engine that I believe that was in the uh, Chrysler vans, and they put them in the uh, the JKs. If I'm if I'm thinking right. Well, it's in the Pentastar family. They they used a multitude of these engines in various trim models of various vehicles, and it all came with a you know different kinds of transmissions and whatnot. Right. I digress. And the the three point six is actually a, a little bit better because it uh, has more horsepower and torque, as as A pointed out to us. And I think that that's the one that's being used in later model uh, JKs and JKUs. It's in my Jeep. Uh, yep. Uh, and I apologize ahead of time, uh, Tammy, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this uh, this friend of mine had shared a video with me of a JKU that was about, uh, well, it had uh, close to 100,000 miles on it, and it had a rod knock. I don't know if I shared that that one with you guys or not. And, I think uh, I've actually seen that one. I don't know if it was uh, from uh, you sharing it or, or not, but yeah, it wasn't, I was not talking about. This wasn't on YouTube or anything. This was just oh, like okay, a, a Dropbox not. link or something. So uh, he, took the, uh, he took the JK back to the dealership, and it was completely replaced by Jeep, Jeep Chrysler on their dime. Took them six weeks to replace it. And in further conversation, uh, I was told it is unusual for uh, a 3.6 or a 3.8 to make it over 100,000 miles. Yeah, that's what I was saying. The longevity of them, it's just not out there. Uh, now, I'm sure there's going to be some people out there that are going to have 200 and 300,000 mile uh, Pentastar engines. I don't think so. Uh, and, and, I, and, you know, <laughs> That's, that's fine. I'm sure there's going to be those out there, just like there's those out there that have 300,000-mile 4-liters, and there's those out there that didn't even make it to 100,000. There's bad apples in every bunch, and uh, it just your involvement in the Jeep world or, or whatever you know, automotive world or, or motorsports world that you're, that you're in um, depends on you know, how much of the stuff that you hear. Uh, and it might just be a regional thing as well. Uh, it could be the Northwest Jeeps out here with the 3.6s, the 3.8s just don't last. Uh, and there's more people that, that complain about them than not. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going off of my experience and, uh, and what I've learned and my own personal involvement and, and experiences. Well, I'm glad uh, you your brought mileage, up. Your I'm, mileage may vary. I'm glad you brought up experience because I have absolutely no experience with the uh, JKs or the 3.8s or the 3.6s. Have you heard anything directly from anybody that has? I don't think you've had uh, experience with the 3.6 or 3.8 because you, you've had the, the Cherokee with the 4.0. But uh, have you had I've, personal I've had, experience? I've had different JKs in my driveway. I've installed CBs and stereos in pretty much every Jeep ever made. Do you see uh, anything over 100,000 miles? You know, one of the things I, I don't really pay attention to is the odometer. Right. Uh, unless, unless the owner makes it a point to just be like, you know, hey, check that out. You know, it's, it's holy cow, you're over 300,000. Wow, you don't yeah. see that 
every day. I guess it'd be uh, kind of tough with a JK to have it at 300000 unless they were well, a door-to-door salesman. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> now, one of the reasons now why, I have a, a mission. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, you got a mission to go longer than two years with the same Jeep. No, a mission to find out, you know, from... <laughs> I, I, I missed that. I said you have a mission to go uh, longer than two years with the same Jeep. So Yeah, really. <laughs> now I have that purple Jeep out. Um, no, oh. I have a mission to find out, to see, you know. Well, that's, I know a lot that's of, one of the reasons why I brought this up, because there's right. our listeners, there's going to be some of our listeners out there, they're they're shaking their fist at the... At the, the Damn you, Tony and yeah. Josh. And uh, so I would like to know, I and, and that's my point here. I, none of us, none of the three of us have any long-term experience or indirect knowledge of uh, the uh, the 3.8 or 3.6, you know, call in. Let us know what kind of things you've experienced. Maybe you've got some sad stories of having to rebuild the engine or, or Jeep had to replace it. I'd like to know because I'd like for our listeners to know what to expect out of their JK, JKU power plants. Especially I want to hear from any of those, uh, any of our friends out there in uh, in the dealerships, yeah. anybody who's a service tech, uh, any of those guys. We- I'm sure you guys have a ton of stories to share. We want to hear them. We can uh, digitally change your voice if necessary. Uh, if necessary, <laughs> we sure can. Yeah, because I haven't even made it past 20,000. Yeah, there you go. Rub it in. Amazon.com and the Jeep Talk Show present You Bought. What? what? Oh, boy. What is this? We haven't heard this in a while, have no, we? No, we really haven't. No, we really haven't. Now, uh, this is something we've uh, we've we've done a lot in the past, and we, we're going to pick this thing back up. This is Amazon. You bought what? Now, the Jeep Talk Show and Amazon have a great little relationship set up. Uh, it's very easy to participate and very easy to support your favorite off-road show. Uh, just use the link, jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. Once you type that into your browser uh, and, and you go there, anything that you purchase on amazon.com for the next 24 hours is going to, a part of that purchase is going to go to help support the Jeep Talk Show. Uh, And how does that work? Well, they're not going to jack up the prices on you. You're not going to get charged more. They don't mark things up. It's just a way to kind of stick it to the man a little bit. They're going to take a percentage out of that and give it straight to us. And you guys have thrown us some great curveballs every now and again. Some uh, very interesting stuff like, uh, well, a Bane mask and crotchless panties, for instance. (laughs) Uh, Those were certainly some interesting items. We don't have anything quite like that on the list tonight, but we definitely have a few items that, uh, that have stood out. And as we roll into the holiday season, even more importantly, if you guys are doing any online shopping, Amazon is the way to go. And especially if you guys have Prime, oh, two-day shipping, mm-hmm. it is a wonderful thing. And of course, Amazon selection and price can't be beaten. So uh, once again, jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. Now, what do we have on the books tonight? You know, Josh, you mentioned the Bane mask and the crotchless panties, and I have yet Indeed. to get some bacon salt because bacon salt was part of that, that same episode. That was. It was. <laughs> Good memory, Tony. Good memory. It's bacon. You know, come on. I'm so glad I missed that episode. <laughs> oh, you have to go back. It was hilarious. You have to go back. It was, that is a good one. It was I really I good. I had that, uh, that episode number handy. So I want to take a moment. I haven't done this in a while. I want to take a moment and thank each one of you guys for going to Amazon and purchasing something. You know, going to the jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon first and then going over to Amazon and purchasing something because you're, you're, you're thinking of us certainly, but uh, I don't know if you guys realize or not, we upgraded the bandwidth here uh, at the, the Jeep talk show headquarters. We now do uh, do a 45 megabit download. We pay, we pay well over a hundred dollars a month for this service. And the, the combination of advertisement that we, uh, we sell on xjtalk.com and Amazon. And uh, there's also a thing called Viglink pays for that bandwidth. So if it wasn't for you guys, we, it, 
it would be, frankly, it would be coming out of our pockets. So uh-huh. thank you very much for going over there and buying those things. It doesn't cost you anything more. And we get a few cents from each one of those purchases and it pays that bill so that we can have this show and we can upload things for you guys to enjoy. Hopefully you enjoy. I don't, I can't think of any reason why you'd be here if you weren't enjoying it. So just a big thank you and you know, a big Merry Christmas. Hey, real quick, if any of you guys are uh, maybe interested in throwing us one of those curve balls by purchasing a very oddball item like crotchless panties, for instance, uh, feel free to do that with complete anonymity, guys, because we don't see any names on any of this stuff. That's right. We have Mm -hmm. no idea. Even if it's the coolest item we have ever seen, we don't know who bought it. Plain and simply, that information is kept secret. All we get to see is what has been purchased. Now, now we we have had people out themselves. (laughs) <laughs> oh yes we have had people call in and be like that was mine <laughs> and be like, okay you know that's uh that's your freak flag fly it high yeah and uh but uh if, and if you still want to do that by all means we encourage uh we encourage the involvement yep first on the list and asus zenbook ux 305 la i just love the numbers and the letters but because people are writing it down you know oh yeah, yeah i'm gonna write this down because i'm gonna get this one 13.3-inch laptop, Intel Core i5, 8 gigabytes, 256 gigabyte SSD. Oh, that's nice. It's got a little memory drive in there. Titan Gold with Windows 10, $749.99. The Jeep Talk Show salutes you. Indeed. So uh, 13, like I mentioned already, 13.3-inch uh, uh, full HD IPS anti-glare matte display with ultra-wide 170-degree viewing angle means even grandma can see your Skype calls. Oh, God. <laughs> Powerful fifth-generation <laughs> Intel Core i5-5200U, 2.2 gigahertz turbo to 2.7 gigahertz Broadwell. My God, they're putting these fancy processors in these little bitty computers now. Oh. Eight gigabits of uh, eight gigabytes of RAM, two hundred fifty-six gigabytes of solid-state drive, ten-hour battery life. That's amazing. One point two megabyte or, or megapixel high-definition wide cam. Uh, not that we have to see uh, see you in that much detail. Well, you know, it really depends on who you're talking to, Josh. Uh, that's true. Uh, <laughs> designed to be ultra slim with an ultra uh, all aluminum body. The unit only weighs 2.86 pounds, is less than six inch uh, thin, and makes you feel fat every time you turn it on. Ah, uh, yes. That's 0.6 inch thin. I couldn't see it. That You're is right. That is thinner this. than a pencil. I was thinking six inches sounds kind of, uh, well, it sounds kind of average. No comment. <laughs> uh, okay, we also have from the automotive department a rough country. Performance Steering Stabilizer, and it's PERF87317. Anyway, it's $49.95 plus $8.95 shipping. And this steering stabilizer fits pretty much all Jeeps. The list of Jeeps it doesn't fit is smaller than the Jeeps it does fit. It's easy bolt-on installation, helps to better (laughs) stabilize the off-road tires, prevents front-end wobble, reduces tie tie rod and ball joint wear and tear, it features a large 2.2-inch diameter body, massive 41.4-millimeter diameter piston, a 17.5-millimeter um, chrome-hardened piston rod. Installation time, if you're not me, is one hour. <laughs> if you're me, that would probably take 24 hours. Oh, um, anyway, like its this. total weight is six pounds. <laughs> 
I threw in a period in front of that six for Yeah, Tommy. I saw that, but I wasn't falling <laughs> I was for vertigo. that. Point six pounds. Yeah, I'm like a steering stabilizer has got to weigh more than point six pounds. Now, if you can change your oil, you could uh, swap out a steering stabilizer. Very easy swap to do uh, something like that. And a good upgrade. If you still are running the stock steering stabilizer on your Jeep, this would certainly be a very good upgrade. Oh, and I'll just I, add, it doesn't matter who you are, Tammy. It never no. takes the length of time whenever you're working on the Jeep that you th- expect it to. Seriously. It doesn't. No, I, <laughs> I have been chewed out so many times for that. <laughs> I've got one here out of the survivalist category. This is the Gerber 31000699 Bear Grylls Survival Series Fire Starter. This thing's only nine bucks. And its length is less than five inches, weighs only 2.6 ounces. It's a compact fire starter with ferro, cerium rod, and metal striker. Lanyard to keep products secure and together. Has an emergency whistle integrated into the lanyard cord. Its waterproof storage compartment uh, will hold some tinder for you as well. Uh, land to air rescue and SOS instructions also priori- priorities for uh, survival pocket guides. Um, it does not come with Bear grills. He is not included. And drinking your own pee is optional. Mm. Ooh, a little sweet. Must be diabetic. So I um, think I might have to get that because that's one of my 50 before 50 is to start a fire without matches. Well, this, this hey. would be cheating. <laughs> would it no, really? This is good because honestly, they, these, these things are a little bit of work. You have to have you know, some very, very dry tinder. Yeah. Uh, you have to be in the right conditions uh, and you have to have patience and persistence. Yeah. Well, the hard but, part is uh, it, it makes a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, sparks. And the reason why, the reason why I say this is because I think probably I was testing out the uh, jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon link mm-hmm. when, before I made this purchase because I bought one of these recently. Oh, oh did you? Yeah. So. Oh, that's <clears throat> right. Yeah, you told me about a bug out bag that you uh, you had put together. That's right. So, uh, yeah. It's it's right behind me. I was going to grab it and start sparking things up here, but uh, so uh, <laughs> it actually has a little thing in the in the the base of it that you can unplug. It has some cotton balls in there, so you can yeah, pull the uh, cotton you, balls out. Here's a little survival tip for you guys: cotton balls and Vaseline. And Vaseline. I, I know that sounds like some sort of weird kinky thing, but uh, but it's not. Uh, the Vaseline is, Vaseline is a petroleum distillate and, uh, and is very flammable. Uh, so it is a great little fire starter with some Vaseline and, uh, and some cotton balls. Yeah, don't I know? There's a sad tale. Well, that's a pun uh, about Vaseline catching on fire. So uh, <laughs> That would make for a sad tale. <laughs> yeah, but I got that. That was, uh, that was a great little thing to get. And that, that is going uh, or has been put in my bug out bag. I've purchased about, uh, oh, I guess 80 bucks worth of uh, um, uh, medical supplies. And I'm having a hard time fitting it all in the bag, but it's a, a lot better than what was, uh, what was in there. We just found out what you bought. Oh, my God. I just can't believe that made it on the list. Yep, yep, yep. Well, I can't believe I made it on this show with all the little comments that I make. Uh, <laughs> But Who let this guy uh, on anyways? He I gets, know, I'm your, gets in here every week. Huh? Not to. Security. <laughs> Tammy's going to write me a strongly worded note after the show. I'm calling HR. <laughs> I'm reporting you. All right. Well, let's see what you can do here. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey, <laughs> shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler talk. It's time for G-Mama. So this company, Jeeps Needs, that's with two S's, contacted us here at the Jeep Talk Show about a new product they have released to the off-roading community. 
And since I live the closest to the folks from the company, I got to head out into the field for the Jeep Talk Show for an exclusive interview and product demonstration with CPO Chris Poldervart from Jeep's Needs. And CPO is just part of his username, by the way. Anyway, I met up with Chris yesterday afternoon um, for the for a first-hand look at the D-Lift adapter and how it works. Now, I have one of them right here. And this is a D-Lift adapter. Anyway, um, he gave me a first-hand look at how it works, a demonstration, and an interview. Um, and I want to let you guys know that the interview I did and the demonstration that Chris gave me is not just an ad for the company for this DLA. I went out to investigate the durability and the claims that they make on their website um, and the claims that they told us about this D-Lift adapter. And so anyway, I asked some tough questions and I just want to give you a little sneak peek of some snippets from the interview and some sounds of the demonstration. the first documented trail use of the product. It's a brand new product. Oddly enough, I feel more safe changing a tire on the trail than I've ever felt before. Why would I spend $160 on something for a high lift jack when I spend $80 on a high lift jack? <laughs> Being off camber isn't really um, a negative. It's actually a positive in this case because look at the angle of the jack to the D-ring. Um, you wouldn't normally jack a vehicle at this angle for fear that it would slip off. I got to say, Tammy, your Jeeps never look better. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, I was so embarrassed when the, his Jeep and my Jeep are parked next to each other. If you go to actually, if you go to my Facebook page, um, I posted the pictures of our Jeeps together. That was his Jeep we were jacking up that time. Um, this, at the end of that, at the beginning of that, I was lifting up my own Jeep where I went, oh my God, because that's really hard to yeah, jack up your Jeep. It is. Um, and if I didn't have, anyway, I'll get into that next week. But <laughs> anyway, um, my Jeep was so tiny. Oh, I just was so sad. Anyway, I'm digressing here. So if you're listening to the podcast, I suggest you go over to the jeeptalkshow.com site and you can take a sneak peek at that video and you can actually see me jacking up the Jeep, my Jeep. Um, it was with a high lift jack and this DLA, DLA, um, D ring, D lift adapter. Um, anyway, the company states that this D lift adapter allows a safer way for you to jack up your vehicle and it utilizes the D rings on your aftermarket bumper. Plus, there are more other ways that you can use this. And Chris showed me how it works and the benefits. So next week, I'm going to share with you some of the demonstrations that he gave me and I did myself and an interview. I will share with you my thoughts on this product and on my YouTube channel, I will post the longer version of the demonstration and the interview I did with Chris will be posted on that YouTube channel as well. Um, once we post the um, Jeep Talk Show for download. And then I'm going to be sending this DLA to Tony for a second opinion because obviously I don't have very much experience with high lift, high lift jack. Actually, the only experience I have is 
yesterday when I jacked up my Jeep with this um, on the jack. Um, in the meantime, I was going to um, give you guys that video, that the firsthand experience. Chris got my firsthand experience of off-road Tammy, as I like to call it, where I went, oh my God. I think I said that a couple of times in that interview. So anyway, um, I'm also going to talk about how I played a small part in the design change. They made a little design change after they spoke with us. After um, I actually met with Chris before Thursday as well. And they made a couple of changes in the D-Lift adapter after we met um, due to some things we found out. And I will share those with you next week as well. So that's great. Actually, I guess uh, I was going to ask you some questions and make some comments oh yeah, on ahead. that. But well, I, I don't want to ruin it for next week. You mentioned about the design changes. I was going to mention that you don't actually have a high lift jack. It's actually a Smitty built. Yeah. I, as a matter of fact, you're right. And I would like to point out um, that, and I didn't realize this. I thought high lift jack was just the name of a generic, all those type of jacks. Yeah, but they're actually, thing. I think they call them farm, old farm jacks. But the jack that I have is Smitty Belt. Um, it's not actually made by the manufacturer High Lift. Mm -hmm. And so they're designed slightly different. And so this will really only work with the High Lift jacks that are manufactured by um, High Lift. We may have said it here before, and if not, I'll say it now. Uh, I've heard this several times, and, and having a High Lift jack, <laughs> well, it's, it's a nice piece of equipment. But if you're going to get something that's that dangerous to use... <laughs> from from the high lift, I would not recommend getting a a jack that is that mimics the high lift jack from anybody else other than high lift. Uh, they're dangerous enough when they come from the original manufacturer. And uh, uh, Tammy, I would I would encourage you to get a high lift jack and um, maybe put that one in a landfill. <laughs> nothing against Smitty built. They may have great, that may be a great product. It may be better than high lift. I'm just saying in general, the, the high lifts are dangerous to start with. I don't think that somebody else making it is going to make it any safer. Um, and actually I never bought that Smitty built Jack. Mm -hmm. It was a, a gift to me from a, a fellow Jeeper, um, which is another whole nother story. But I, after, um, speaking with Chris, I'll just say that, um, I am going to be getting my own high lift jack and let's just say I probably will be getting my own D lift adapter, but it won't be in yellow. Yeah, I wasn't going to, I wasn't any of the this. other colors on there, but I'll save that for next week. <laughs> I think people can read into that one, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we won't go there. We'll wait. Greetings and llamatization. Oh, yeah. gee, I'm channeling my inner super croc. What was that? Llamatizations? Llama yeah, yeah, that's uh, llamatization. So, uh, Tina, eat your food, you fat pig. Um, anyway, uh, so I'll just, uh, we're a little long that was, tonight. That as, one went over my head. Oh, that's from uh, uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh. Never seen that oh. movie? Oh, sorry. Oh, you need to see that movie. It is hilarious. Very strange, but very hilarious. So anyway, running a little long tonight, like we always do. So I'll uh, I'll just jump into this. Uh, as you guys uh, probably remember from a past episode, uh, the uh, brake cylinder in the rear drum brakes of my wife's 2003 TJ 
decided to open up uh, and uh, part ways with uh, the seals or something, and it was just uh, all kinds of brake fluid all over the inside of the tire and in the wheel well. <clears throat> no good. Now, so I had to do an emergency uh, repair uh, one night, and I haven't. I don't think I've done uh, drum brakes since I was 18 or 19 years old. But uh, I didn't have a smartphone to take pictures uh, then. So it went a lot easier this time by taking lots of good pictures. I was able to get everything back in, in place the, the first, first try. So anyway, got that fixed and uh, didn't, uh, didn't tackle the uh, other side until this past weekend. Um, it's unusual you know, to have a wheel cylinder go bad like that. I didn't expect that the, the one on the opposite side would go bad. I figured it was just a manufacturer defect. I mean, uh, I think that the, the TJ has like 120,000 miles on it. So, uh, uh, and the pads were like hardly even used. So somebody had definitely re- replaced the, the, the pads. It was just the, the brake cylinder had gone bad. So anyway, I got around to it this weekend. And, you know, I got the parts. All I have to do is get my ass out there and <laughs> take the stuff off, put the new stuff on, uh, adjust the, uh, make the, uh, the manual adjustment, uh, and it's done. No, no, no. Pulled the uh, the uh, the drum. Um, what do you call that thing that goes over the the thing that the brakes actually expand on? Is that like called the drum? That is the drum. It is a drum. Took the drum off of there, and the uh, the little cable that runs down from the top pin down to the uh, automatic adjustment uh, lever. There's a little cable with a spring. Well, I got one here. It broke. It was it was oh. broken. No telling how long it was broken. Uh, it was broken up close to the uh, the eyelet at the top of the uh, uh, of the uh, the cable. I looked at it. I thought about ways that I could fix it, and uh, I got to thinking about it. And I said, "Well, you know, that probably doesn't need. There, you probably don't even need that if you've adjusted the brakes, because uh, as I think everybody knows, when you back up, that's whenever the brake adjustment, automatic brake brake adjustment, occurs." So uh, I could see how after a little wear and tear, you know, probably months of wear and tear on those uh, drum brakes, it would need to be, adjust- be adjusted again. So I ordered a, uh, a set. Uh, this is actually a kit. Uh, I hope that's showing up right. There we go. Uh, this is a Ray Bestus uh, brake parts. Uh, got it off of Amazon. And uh, it, of course, contains the, uh, the cable with the little spring on the bottom. So, so the, the adjuster will be working again. But it also has, and I don't know the names of these parts, it also has uh, all the other parts that aren't springs uh, in it. Uh, well, it does have one spring, but pretty much everything that has to do with the automatic brake adjustments. I think this thing was like 7 bucks with free shipping from Amazon. So all I'm planning on doing is replacing this brake cable. I went ahead and bought a couple of these, uh, so I'd have these parts on hand in case something like this happens again. I won't have to wait several days. Uh, I'll have it right there. I'll probably never have it, but you know that's Murphy's law. If you have the spare parts, you'll never need them. But you know, like I said, for uh, like seven bucks a piece for fourteen dollars, I got two sets. Uh, I should be good. And uh, there's even an outside chance that this thing works on the the Cherokees, which we have two of. Uh, although neither one of them are Dana 35s. Um, but like I said, you know, fourteen bucks. What the hell. So uh, all I have to do now is uh, pull that wheel off, pull that drum off, uh, drop the springs uh, that hold the, uh, the, uh, the pads in place up top because, of course, this cable goes on at the, on, uh, at the bottom. <laughs> it couldn't go on the top where I could just slide it on there. Take those two springs off, put this thing on, uh, put the springs back on, put the, the drum back on it, and wheel and ready to go. 
But uh, so I thought, thought I'd share that. I don't think a, a lot of people do drum breaks. Uh, probably take them places, uh, or you haven't done them in a long time, like me. They're really simple to do. Uh, not as you really need three hands at times, putting it all back in and getting it uh, held together. But uh, other than that, it's not that big a deal. So that's my uh, my Jeep foray uh, fun uh, weekend fun. I bet uh, you know. I bet you I spent four hours doing that, Josh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you uh, if you haven't done it before, it can definitely get uh, get get pretty entailed pretty quick. And when things start to break, oh, that's just the worst. Yeah, I, I've I've uh, I've gone down that road too many times. Where you know, starting on a project and then snap, a bolt snaps, or you know, something breaks, or you find out, oh, geez, you know, I need a wobbly bit uh, for for this extension or something like that, and you just can't quite get in there, and you need to make a run to the parts store, you know, to the tool shop or something like that. So. Yeah, I, I, too many times I've gone out in the garage. Oh, this should only take me a couple hours. And I come back in about six or eight hours later. Yeah, it's, well, the Jeep's down for the rest of the weekend. Well, you're getting ready to find out about that, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Uh, it's last, uh, man, my spare time is just so, so at a premium now. I, I, I wish I had more time to work on a Jeep. I, this whole job thing really gets in the way sometimes. <laughs> You know, but uh, no, I, I hopefully going to have time this weekend. Uh, I've got a ton of things going on this weekend, so I'm going to try and get a couple hours to at least get the uh, get get uh, the intake manifold and the exhaust manifold bolted back on. Um, not necessarily hooked up, not necessarily you know cinched down, but at least in place. Uh, and that way, that would uh, free up some space on the workbench, and it would uh, get me going in the right direction to get everything else buttoned up. At that point. It's just going to be a matter of buttoning things up, uh, putting hoses and cables and connectors and that sort of stuff back on everything. Uh, and yes, then the moment of truth. I would be firing it up for the first time since the August. <laughs> so, wow. yes, it, it is uh, It is a long time coming for, for that. You will and, have guys, a video uh, running that, on that, right? Well, I will be taking a video of that. Yeah, and I'm actually going to be making a, a special video for that uh, for our friends at NoCo. Uh, so that's um, that's something that we can all look forward to, and uh, hopefully everything goes real smooth. So uh, stay tuned for that, guys. Hopefully next week I will have something to share with you guys. Uh, if nothing else, I'll be reporting on my progress. You know, I just realized, uh, Tammy, you're wearing some red glasses. You got a little uh, Sally Jesse Raphael going on there. I, I these I just I'm they were getting all <laughs> dirty. Are you making fun of me? <laughs> No, okay. Josh Tony is. is. Josh is <laughs> making, making fun of Tony. Josh is making fun of me because of the timely reference. Sally Jesse Raphael. Did you ever watch that show? That talk show that she yes. had? Yeah, she had those yes. those glasses, okay. the red glasses. No, these wore. one I I went to wipe them off of my shirt and they're all anyway. They're all smudged up. They're worse. I can't see. You're probably starting a fire. You got some Vaseline on that shirt. I screwed know. it up. Well actually uh, probably the lotion. Oh yeah, I yeah. Hands. I was rubbing my shirt anyway. Uh, Josh, what is a wobbly bit? Did you just make that up, or is that like a real? <laughs> no, that, that's that a, thing. Is actually that is that's a good question. That's a British that's act. A, that's a British uh, reference there, isn't it? Isn't it's, it? It's Monty a Python bit wobbly. It seems to be <laughs> wobbling all over the place. Uh, no, it's a wobbly bit enables uh, the the socket that which you put on the end of an extension uh, to wobble and move around. Uh, it kind of creates a little bit of a U joint uh, right there. That's what we call them as U joints. <laughs> Okay. And well, there there are U joints and there's wobbly bits, um, or I've wobbly never extensions, heard wobbly I should say. So uh, it's a U joint uh, is is just that, but a, a wobbly bit is basically you know that the square end that you would you would put in the bottom of a socket uh, isn't square; it's more rounded off in yes, this case, yes. and uh, and that enables the socket to sort of pivot around on that, 
and uh, and get you into tighter spots that you ordinarily wouldn't have the right angle on. So the wobbly bit is the one that doesn't fit tightly in the socket. See, I imagine when you said it, I imagine something like a spinning top type thing. Uh, the U-joints are closer to that. I can uh, bring examples of both of them in for a little show until next week. I tell you what, the uh, the U-joints are a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, they are because they can bind up and they're almost more trouble than they're worth. But yeah. there are times when you need them. Yeah. Well, this weekend, I'm really excited. I'll be I'll be doing kind of Jeep stuff. I'm going to be editing um, all those videos I took Thursday. And I would just like to say I was so excited to get back out there with the camera and interviewing. And it just brought back a lot of those old feelings I had when I worked in television. So I just thank you guys for giving me that opportunity to go out there and do that. Um, well, it was, it was Josh. Really I, didn't, I didn't want you here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it, you know, it's kind of re-sparked my desire to, you know, do stuff for myself instead of just being a mom all the time. So, yeah. It's a lot of fun yeah. and, and it's, it's, you can tell it's a second nature to you. It, uh, yeah, worked out very well. Time. Um, and another thing is I found a wheeling partner finally who lives close by. Hey, um, nice. Yes. Chris and I plan on, I was looking at his Jeep and you know where the trail rated badge is yeah. on the, um, the Jeep Wranglers, he had two other badges underneath, and I posted this on all my social media sites, um, but he has the Jeep app, the Badge of Honor app, and there are three trails at Roush Creek that are um, trail-rated Badge of Honor, whatever that Jeep has. And so he has these two other little badges. Um, one's the Crawl Daddy Trail at Roush Creek, um, there's another one, I forget what it's called, which I won't do because it's a black trail. And there's Trail 11, which I might have already been on there, but when you drive the trails, you download this app, and then you you go to the trail, and once you finish, you sign in, and once you finish it, you sign out, and then Jeep will send you these little trail badges. So um, those are two things that I'm going to add to my 50 before 50 list, and I think um, we're planning on maybe going out in January if – this weather isn't really too bad, and I'm so excited I have a new Jeep friend who lives close by. That's great, and that he, he'll yeah. have uh, spare DLAs uh, to, to help you I out. I know. <laughs> he, he, he has a real like high-lift jack that will <laughs> help me when I get stuck. Oh, I bet you'll have one before then. Yeah, Actually, I never get stuck, knock on wood, so I don't need to worry about it. Watch, I will get stuck this time and have to eat my words. Oh, we all, you, you get stuck yeah. sooner or later. If you don't, uh, I think that as you, as you try more things and you get more comfortable, uh, you try more things and then you go, I'm stuck. I've never been stuck before. Right. How did this happen? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Actually, my, um, I will say this. We had a big, huge, my kids build a big, huge, um, snow pile in front of our house and they do this little sledding trail in our front yard and when I first had the Sahara I'm like god that looks fun to drive over and so I tried to drive over it and it was just too high so my husband did it and this was the only time my any of my jeeps have been stuck is he got it stuck on the snowbank <laughs> so he's trying to pull I, I it out with his Chevy Avalanche and that didn't work um, I bet you, uh, you you don't let him live that down no, not at all. Remind him of that as often as you can. <laughs> yep. Remember when you got my Jeep stuck? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, uh, that's stuff. my weekend excitement. I'll be editing away. Great. Looking forward to it, Tammy. Thank you. 
Well, let's get over to Wheeling Wear. Yeah, this is uh, part of the show where we normally talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. And there's really nothing going on right now except for some charity events and uh, looking for some more Jeep clubs to send in uh, their their news, uh, their uh, events that they got going on, whether it be a, a toy drive or a, a coat drive or something like that. I know we got a couple of those going on in my neighborhood. In fact, this one right here, uh, sponsored by Bree and Bub Off-Road, is going to have their fifth annual Christmas party, December 20th, 6 p.m., Pizza Baron. Uh, here in, uh, well, my neck of the woods. If you guys want to come out and uh, and say hi and, of course, uh, help out a good event, uh, please join me December 20th, 6 p.m., Pizza Baron on 122nd Division. All proceeds are going to be going to Candlelighters for Children with Cancer. Uh, it's a very good cause, and uh, they do this each and every year, and uh, they raise a lot of money for a very good cause. There will be a raffle, of course. Tickets are $1 each or six four five i hope to see you guys there in the meantime if you guys have anything going on wherever you're wheeling if you pack it in make sure you guys pack it out let's leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good if not better condition than they were when we arrived always remember to tread lightly stay on designated trails and don't wheel where you're not supposed to if you guys have an event uh coming up or you have a charity event happening uh this uh, holiday season please get the word out to us right away send an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com we know you guys are making purchases all the time. We hear it on our Amazon You Bought What. You guys saw some examples of that tonight. The next time you guys order your Jeep parts, make sure you ask the business if they know about the Jeep Talk Show. Let them know just how much you guys enjoy the podcast. If you're buying a product or a service from a vendor because of a review or a discussion you heard here on the show, let the vendor know. And if they don't already know about the show, be sure to tell them about the one and only Jeep Talk Show. Well, we love hearing from you guys. Uh, we love hearing you from me on the Facebook, on the Twitter. Uh, we're on Google+. Plus. I don't know how many of you uh, actually know about the, the Google+, Plus uh, things that we do, but uh, go over there to any of these social media things. Uh, I personally am on Twitter almost all the time, so if you're getting something on Twitter, it's, it's usually me. It could be Tammy, uh, and uh, I think Tammy posted up some uh, pictures today on Twitter, didn't you? I had just one. My It was my throwback thursday fast forward friday photo oh okay um, i thought it was a actually a recent one no that was um from a while because tomorrow it's supposed to be 67 degrees here so you know what i'll be doing that is not topless weather tammy yes it is <laughs> just i'll show you stay tuned tomorrow everyone and i'll post pictures <laughs> you'll see the really red cheeks on tammy from her driving no, around it's, it's gonna be nice i'll be in shorts and a tank top and I'm I doubt on my it. suntan lotion on. <laughs> Not for long, you <laughs> whatever picture, yeah. whatever picture you post, I'm gonna Photoshop icicles hanging off of you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you guys, speaking of the Twitter, as Tony would say, at Jeep Talk Show is where you guys can find us. Make sure you use the hashtag Jeep Talk Show in some of your other Jeep related posts. Find us on Stitcher Radio, uh, tunein.com, iTunes, of course, where you guys can leave us a five-star review and a comment which we would read on the air. YouTube.com slash Jeep Talk Show is where you can find our video section. And of course, Facebook.com slash Jeep Talk Show. Make sure you find us there as well. Oh, one There's always big, uh, a fourth seat open, guys. Fourth seat is open. It could be for you. Hopefully you guys have a Jeep story to tell. We'd love to hear from you. One big thing that we forgot to mention was we've made a change to the website. Uh, Super Croc cannot get into it anymore. No, I'm sorry. That's something com- completely different. We Locked have, out all Croc. <laughs> we, yeah. have, uh, we have modified the, the Jeep Talk Show website. For mobile operations, so if you have a smartphone, iPhone, uh, Android, uh, even the Windows mobile device, uh, or a a, a tablet, you should be able to go over to the Jeep Talk Show now. It will format to your screen, 
and you'll be able to play the uh, the selected episodes straight from your smartphone. So uh, I, I know all you people already know how to play the uh, the show. Tell your friends so that it's just gotten a lot easier for you to tell them to listen to the show and not have to spend 30 minutes explaining how to do it. <laughs> just go to jeeptalkshow.com, select the episode you want to hear, and press the play button. You guys have a great Jeep week. See you later. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Warning, the Jeep Talk Show is intended for entertainment purposes only. Use as directed. Any relation to actual information, real Jeeps, or persons living or dead are purely coincidental. The Jeep Talk Show is not responsible for lost or stolen items, and some assembly is required. For a full list of restrictions and contest rules, see store for details. Batteries not included. The Jeep Talk Show is for external use only. Contents under pressure. Side effects may include vertigo, uncontrollable laughter, or greasy discharge and false kung fu powers. The Jeep Talk Show and its contents are known to cause cancer in the state of California. It is probably not a federal law to use this product in a manner inconsistent with its labeling. The Jeep Talk Show may be a choking hazard. Keep out of reach of small children. All safety precautions must be observed when using the Jeep Talk Show. If you feel you've reached this recording in error, please hang up and try your call again. I'm going to get both tires. See? Oh, I'm my shifting. gosh. <laughs> now, I just shifted over, I don't know, you sure? a couple inches, three or four inches. Oh, I I'm think more than that. This. Tony and Josh are going to laugh at me. Why? Because I sound just like I am when I'm off-roading. Okay, that was actually... <laughs> you did, um, too! <laughs> she did. That, but actually, that was um, part of the demonstration where, yes, I kind of freaked out when the Jeep, I swear to God was going to roll over, but it didn't. Um, 